you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Kelcats. Welcome back to another episode of Intoxicated. I'm your host, Kelsey Davies, and I am here with Luna. She's sitting on my lap, my cat. Hi, honey. Do you always have to come when I am doing podcasts? She says, yes, I do. Hi, Luna. All right, Luna. Go on so that I can get my high ass going on this intoxicated episode. I think 39. I lost track for a while. I'm not going to lie. Um, I Whenever I title these episodes, it's like I have to look because I have no idea what episode I'm on. I don't know how many episodes I'm going to end up doing, but we'll see what happens. You know what? I really want to make it to 420, guys. I think we can do it. Comment below if you think that we should make it to 420 episodes, if that should be the end, or if it could be the beginning to something else. (laughs) As you can tell, my intoxicated choice of the night is marijuana. Um, Let me grab my joint, actually. I have it with me. I was prepared. Ow. This is the local's choice and it is a hybrid because sativas have been making me really antsy lately and I'm not really liking it. So I've been switching to hybrids and indicas, but those are sleepy nappy time for me, you know. Uh. On the last episode of Intoxicated, we ended talking about haunted castles. Guys, I want to go to a haunted castle so freaking badly. I, oh my God, that was crazy. I just saw Lola sitting next to me. Guys, Lola is a guest. She was literally sitting next to me like a guest with a microphone in front of her. That was so weird. Ah! Okay, Lola's a guest on Intoxicated. Thank you, Lola, for coming on. Um... Her intoxicated choice is probably just uh, being dead. I don't know. Like if that's her, I don't know what, what else she would like. I don't think she'd like marijuana because it's not really her era. 
you know, she was she was very strictly Catholic. I think her family was a big family in Maryland. Um, and they would go to church every Sunday. They were very active in the church. And yeah, I don't think they would like the marijuana, but I hope Lola accepts me for <laughs> for it. Um, it's just a plant. I mean, come on, guys. Alcohol's so, it's just so frustrating because alcohol is so socially acceptable. Like in my videos, I posted a vlog and I like in the vlog, there's a portion of me drinking. I'm super drunk, you know, like having a good time. Then there's also a portion where I'm having anxiety. So I sit down to smoke a joint. And the comments I got were all about the joint. Not one person said anything about the alcohol. But alcohol has been known to kill people, to cause, like, it's toxic for your body. When weed has so many benefits and, like, you look into the research of weed versus alcohol and it will blow your mind. Um, it, I don't know. It just, eh, I don't like it. It just makes me feel weird. Like, don't comment that stuff. Just just leave me alone. <laughs> oh my God. But for real, I don't know where I was going with that, but I was just ranting because it's just something that's really frustrating. And I hope that some of you guys out there understand it. And if it's not legal everywhere, but it's becoming very legalized and very well, you know, like popularized because it's known to help with anxiety. It's known to help with a lot of different things and it helps me with creativity and it, I edit all my videos when I'm high like it just helps me do things and it helps me focus because I do have ADD I kind of get distracted by things uh, as you can tell like on this podcast I always yep Tito's right here in front of me and I have to acknowledge him because of my ADD but anyways um, I'm gonna go into haunted castles now. I had to go on about that because people just make me mad. Go do your research, guys. Go do your goddamn motherfucking research and then come back to intoxicated when you're ready to talk. First, we're gonna get into the, oh God, Himeji Castle in Japan. Himeji? Himeji. Yeah, I'm gonna pretend I said that right. It dates to 1333 and is regarded as one of the greatest remaining examples of Japanese castle architecture. It also has some it also has some rather eerie folklore associated with it. The most popular tale tells the story of Okiku. Wait, Okiku, isn't that a story of like a haunted doll and her hair grows and her name is Okiku? Or is that a different story? Hmm, maybe that's just a common like Japanese name. Um, so Okiku was a mythical creature. She was a mythical character from ancient legends who was falsely accused of losing valuable dishes. She was killed and thrown in the well in the castle for losing dishes. Dude, that fucking sucks. That's not nice. Like what? You die because you lost their valuable dishes that you eat your food that you shit out in the toilet later on? Like, God, people suck. She was killed and thrown in the well, and her ghost now haunts the castle at night, counting dishes in a mournful tone. That's really sad. She reaches nine before shrieking and returning to the well. So it sounds like she's a residual haunting, like in a in a replay, almost a ghost loop. Uh, shout out Chris Starr. Um, but that's so sad. Could you imagine just counting dishes for the rest of your life because you you did something wrong and got killed for it? So you're stuck in that energy Wow, that's a really sad story. There's also the Castle Fraser, Fraser, <laughs> guys, the Castle Fraser, Scotland. But, oh, Scotland, okay, Jasmine's from Scotland. Scotland, oh my God. <laughs> <I'm> like, 
<laughs> this is just not it. It's not happening right now. Wow. Okay. Jasmine's from Scotland and she said that there's a lot of haunted castles. She also grew up in a haunted castle. So if you guys want to see that episode, check it out. It was the last episode, the one before this one. I think episode 38, <laughs> something around there. But um, apparently there's a lot of haunted castles out there. She was explaining some of them to me and I really want to visit there one day. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get there, guys. There's a lot of places I want to visit, so just give me some time. This castle was built between 1575 and 1636 in East Scotland. Castle Fraser uh, is famous for its elaborate architecture, beautiful farm, farmland and gardens, and a somewhat horrifying myth. It's really hard to read when you're high and I do a pretty good job. Guys, like, applause for me. I do a pretty good damn job at reading on this podcast. I'm always stoned on it, you know? I do a good job. Okay, I was really good at English though. So we got that there. I wasn't very good at math though. It was not, not my strong suit. Um, Okay, so this castle is famous for its elaborate architecture, beautiful farmland, farmland, farm, farmland, and gardens, and a somewhat horrifying myth. According to a legend, a young princess once staying at her castle was brutally murdered in her sleep. Her body was dragged down the stone stairs, leaving a trail of blood behind. As hard as they tried, the occupants could not scrub the bloodstains from the stairs, so they decided to cover up the staircase in wood paneling. So her blood's still underneath all that paneling, which remains to this day. Some say the ghost of the princess still roams the halls of the castle at night. Wow, I definitely believe that. I mean... Uh, it reminds me of the Mizpah Hotel, how there's the lady in red. Supposedly, her blood is still underneath the carpet where she was murdered. Um, I guess they put new carpeting in, obviously, but I think like the original cement or whatever they use for the flooring there is the same. And underneath, there's her, her blood. So I definitely believe that. There was also a, um, in Utah, I went to... I think it's SUU, Southern Utah University. I taught like a gymnastics camp there. I did uh, like dance choreography. It was really fun. My, my dad like helps them out and stuff and like coaches for them. And they have a really good gymnastics program. And yeah, shout out. But I want to go back there because I did do an investigation at the school. And there's a story about one of the buildings that was built using a brick that a girl was murdered with and it still had her blood on it. So the blood was like built into the building. I guess the brick is now in like their library or something because the building later burnt down. So I'm gonna go into this story because this is just interesting and I wanna go back there. Um, so I guess there, there was some sort of murder or something um, up in the hills. So it was in Cedar City in Utah and up in the hills, like there's all the cedar the rock, right? I think that's a rock. I don't know. It's called that because there's all like the sandstone and stuff like that. I don't know why he murdered. I can't remember the story. Maybe he liked her or like she cheated on him or I don't know. I really don't remember what happened, but I guess they were murdered up on the hill. So I think it was called the main, what is it called? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember what the name of the building is. It's really prominent. And I always think of it when I drive through there. The old main building. He got a job in the old main building. All of a sudden it caught on fire. He died. And they think it was the ghost of the woman getting her revenge for him murdering her. I guess they could see her with like flames behind her in the window and stuff. It's pretty creepy. Last time I was there, we heard a baby crying and there was just a lot of weird things that happened, but I want to go back and definitely do like a whole investigation. Musham Castle, Austria. During the Salzburg witch trials. Ooh, Salzburg witch trials. I love like the history, like looking into the witch trials. It's so crazy what they would do. Like I would have been hung long ago. They would have called me a witch and hung me the first moment I dreamed of something before it happened, you know? It's just 
<laughs> witch trials between 1675 and 1690. Mushim played host to many of the executions, imprisonments, and torturing of hundreds of men and women accused of being witches. Later in the 1800s, so many deer and cattle within the castle's proximity were found dead. What? That residents were tried and killed. Oh, okay. So there were so many like animals that kept dying that they started you know, questioning the residents and killing them and accusing them for being werewolves. I gotta go here. Do you believe in werewolves? Maybe some sort of shapeshifter is like the way I can think of it or a demonic entity manifesting itself or like another dimensional being. But like a werewolf is so creepy. I don't know why, just imagine seeing like a fucking werewolf. Not the ones from Twilight, okay? Those ones are, they're nice. But we're thinking of the werewolves that you see, I guess a real werewolf. I don't know what they would even really look like. Maybe glowing red eyes and standing on their hind legs, like that. Ah, Luna, she jumped on me, she scared me. Today, staff and visitors have reported banging sounds footprints, seeing white mists, and feeling someone breathe on them. That's not a fun feeling. Ooh, that's pretty creepy. Let me know if you guys would go there because I definitely would, knowing me, cause I'm a little crazy. Well, speaking of me being uh, crazy and going to really haunted places, we just went to the Missouri State Penitentiary and it is a super haunted, abandoned prison and I went there with Mackenzie Marie, uh, Oh My Gosh TV, Tiffany and Cameron and we it was just like such a crazy experience. I just released a video on my YouTube. If you guys want to go check out my YouTube it is K-E-L-S-I-D-A-V-I-E-S. -I, -E I also do uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're like wanting to just listen to it and not see my face, then you can go over. There is the links down below in the description to go listen to this podcast. It's on Pandora. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple podcasts. It's, you know, wherever you can find podcasts intoxicated is there. So go listen and guys, please give this podcast five stars, maybe a little thumbs up, a little comment, even share it if you want to. You don't have to, but like if you want to, that'd be pretty cool. I'd really appreciate it. And if you guys tag me when you share your favorite intoxicated moments or honestly any of my videos or whatever, just tag me on Instagram and I can re it lets me like repost some of your guys' stories on there. So I will do that in my Instagram and Twitter and TikTok or K-E-L-S-I-I-D-A-V-I-E-S-S. -S. Okay, we're done with the self-promotion. All right, now, we're going into the Missouri State Penitentiary. Um, and I was going into that there is an hour long video of this on my YouTube channel. But if you guys just want a little bit of a summary, it's, um, I mean, it's a prison, so it's super, super haunted. There's just a lot of bad things that happened there. There was like a prison riot back in the day where they burned a lot of the buildings down and it was really, it was all over the news. It was like a really big deal. I was looking into the history and all these photos of it. It was really, really interesting. And there was a couple, it was Bonnie and Carl Hall, I believe, and they, I didn't know this story, but these two, um, they were super desperate for money and they kidnapped a young boy and they actually asked for like a $600,000 ransom for him and they gave it to them and they still killed the boy. Like, unless they killed him before they got it, which is really fucked up. Like, it, it was just horrible couple, horrible people. Um, and they were sentenced there and at the Missouri State Penitentiary and they died there. So they were both executed, went to the execution chamber as well. That was very heavy, very dark, pretty sad. Um, there's just a lot of different emotions in there. I mean, there were innocent people who were executed there. You know, back in the day, there was a lot of innocent uh, prisoners and like people who were racist. And it was just 
a lot of a lot of factors back in the day where the justice system is is still fucked up, but it was like super fucked up too back then. And a lot of innocent people died in there as well. So there was that energy along with the killers who were just horrible, nasty, bad energy. And a lot of them remain at the prison. And I I could see why, because if you spend your whole life somewhere or if you spend a large portion or your last days, your energy is there and your energy is in that building and you're it's somewhere you're familiar and somewhere that you, you know, like it's just it makes sense as to why they came back there. Even some people say that they'd rather stay in prison than go out into the real world. I mean, it's just like a, a way of life they start establishing and stuff, which don't recommend don't go to prison. But that's just the thing. Some people just, you know, didn't didn't have a really like easy life. So a lot of people had some bad things and got into bad crowds and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know why I'm going into like prisoners or so. <laughs> if I have any intoxicated prisoners, like, hi, I, I hope you're doing all right. And I hope that you're like, vibing and you're not doing bad things <laughs> so walking through that prison was just a whole different experience there was one part of the prison where i was walking and i felt like my right arm was breaking i hadn't felt something like that like i've never broken my arm so i don't know how i knew but it, i mean you can tell like it just felt like there was a lot of pressure and it was very very specific like a broken arm it's not like you know, the muscles were just tired or something. It was very strong in the energy. Like it, I don't know, it felt like my arm was about to snap in there and it really started hurting. So I had to kind of acknowledge it and just tell people because I was like holding my arm. And there was another part where like another entity touched my arm. I don't know if it was the same one because whoever this was wanted us to go around this one corner. So we start walking around the corner. Mackenzie and Cameron are behind me and I'm walking into this uh, doorway and all of a sudden I just feel this this hand on my arm and it freaked me out and then right after i freaked out you hear i don't know what it was if it was a little pebble or some piece of the prison that just i don't know where it came from but all of a sudden i just see this and hear it mackenzie heard it too we just see and hear this like whatever it was explode on the floor um it was light enough to you know you know when like a piece of concrete or something hits the floor and it kind of op like not opens up dissolves not dissolves breaks shatters explodes it did all that <laughs> and that really scared us because i thought there was something throwing shit at me, you know? Tito has decided to join this podcast mid-sentence and he won't leave me alone. What do you want, Bubba's? What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's do you want? But we started doing like a REM pod and stuff in there and it started going crazy. There was a flashlight that they kept turning on and off and it was, an insane night. So if you guys haven't checked out that video, I highly recommend that you do that. I was up so late last night editing it. I'm so tired. That video took like a while to edit, but turned out really good. I'm really proud of it. And I'm really glad that people are liking it so far. So I hope you guys like it. But we also tried this method at the end that I want to get into because it was, it was weird. Okay. I don't understand the extent of my psychic medium gifts and I'm still constantly learning about my gifts and how they work and I don't know sometimes things will come out of my mouth and I'm just like how do I know that or where did that come from and it's shocking to me just just what happens so um Omar uh, oh my gosh, TV. He's awesome YouTuber friend. We've been friends since like 2018, which is crazy. But he like came up with this method. He's like, what can we do? You know, like that'll test kind of your gifts, but also it could be something anyone could try, you know, and I'll, like he he just came up with um, we were trying to find a name for it. 
I, I said it should be the Omar method because he came up with it, but the green light on my little triangle device that I use when ghost hunting, it's motion censored. So if a spirit goes on one side of it, it goes green. If they go on the other side of it, it goes red. So it went green and Omar is like, let's call it the green light method because the spirits really wanted us to do it. So I sat in this like back corner of the women's ward, like in the prison, it was like the women's uh, cell block area. And we, I was in the back, like if you walk in, I was in the back right corner and they didn't tell me where they were going. We got two different camera angles on this and we literally like, Omar was just like, let's just try it and see what happens. So the point of it is, I, you know, you have someone, well, which was me in this instance, uh, sitting on the floor wherever with their eyes, eyes closed with, um, you know, headphones on with noise canceling so that you can't hear anything so that you, you know, you can't hear your friends whispering, you can't hear them. And it's just whatever channels through you or whatever comes to your mind. And it's so interesting because I did it and the things that were coming out were so like, it, it didn't even feel like it was me. It felt like someone was channeling through me or words were just coming up that I'm like, why would I even think about that? Or why would I even think that? Where would that come from? So it kind of tests me too, you know, as a psychic. So it's like, like, what is this? What is this? Am I channeling someone? Am I picking up on someone's energy or thoughts? Like what is, I don't understand it sometimes. So I'm sitting there and I'm saying words and sometimes it just feels like I'm just saying words. Sometimes it feels like it's, you know, not not someone there, but like it, it's, it's so hard to explain. It's just confusing. But then I'll say things and it adds up to what they're saying. So they were in the corner and they were whispering and they were, um, when you walk into the, prison they were on the left front corner of the prison and I had no idea where they were going they just said we're gonna go around the corner I didn't know what cells they were going I have no idea like this was all on oh the crazy thing is all of this was on video to us figuring it out and everything like that the Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. So they just went around the corner to where I couldn't hear them. And we start talking and I all of a sudden like say behind you. And they were confused, you know, and they look behind them and there's, you know, the cells. And I say number nine. And Omar freaked out because they were standing right next to cell number nine. And it was just so, it was so weird. Omar was freaking out because they were shook. They were just like, what the hell? This has turned into something way more than just like a little method we're trying. Um, this is the real deal. This is the real shit, guys. And <laughs> they were freaking out. And all of a sudden, like, I, there was something with cell 10. And I believe that there was a woman who... I can't remember. She she definitely had unalived herself with like bed sheets, but I can't remember if she passed away in cell nine or cell ten. And Jenny, the uh, the person who was our tour guide, one of our tour guides, um, Jenny was saying that cell number ten is like the most haunted. They get the most activity. And I didn't hear her say, I don't even think we walked by cell 10 when we did the initial tour. So like none of us knew that, <laughs> which is even crazier. And then before Jenny was even in there, she was uh, going up the stairs, I guess. She was being really quiet because uh, she didn't want to disturb, you know, what we were doing. And she kind of tiptoed up there because she was getting ready to bring us to the execution chamber, which we needed, you know, a guide to lead us there. And um, all of a sudden I say, like, the woman in the back, the woman in the back. And Jenny was standing in the back, like behind Omar and Mackenzie and Tiffany. And this is after they started walking. And I, I guess I yelled, stop right there or something. To, I don't know. You guys have to see it. It's just crazy. It's just like, I watched it back and I was shook. I was beyond shook. I'm still shook. To this day, well, I've been editing it all night, so it's fresh in my mind, but I'm really shook right now, and I want to share my shookness with you guys because you guys are awesome and cool. <laughs> Speaking of you guys being amazing and awesome and cool, I added amazing in there. Um, I wanted to answer some of your guys' questions. So I did a poll on my Instagram story. Make sure you guys are following me on Instagram so that you can be part of the polls and, and stuff like that. I do little fun things on there. And I said for you guys to ask me some questions for Intoxicated. So I am answering your questions right now. Here we go. Uh, Chastity Spooner 03 said, what are some tips on opening up to the spiritual or psychic side of you? Also, I love you. Aw, I love you too. Uh, definitely meditation. It's really, really important. It's, I don't know, it's something that you just have to do and try and really get into, but it's, it works like, like a lot of people just say meditate, 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 but they say it for a reason. It really, really helps open up that side. There's a lot of different ways. There's different foods you can eat and stuff too. I guess like that's another way people do it. I don't really do it that way, but I do, you know, have crystals and things with energy that I like and that I'm drawn to. And I have incense that kind of help open up your third eye. So just do a lot of things to open up your third eye. You can even massage it. So what you can do is um, go like an inch, right? An inch between, oh my gosh, I'm trying to talk for my listeners because I have it on my video, but if you're listening, Put your finger right in between your eyebrows right now and go like an inch up and there. Massage that part, like open up your third eye, really focus on it while you're meditating. You'll see shapes, you'll see colors, things will start to come. So let it happen, okay? Just like, it's really cool. I got a little eyeball on my bucket hat too and it's 
Kind of neat. I got it at Urban Outfitters. I was like, this is me. It has a rainbow and an eyeball. Good luck on opening up to, if you guys are opening up your spiritual and psychic side, it's a long journey. It's a long process and you're constantly going to be learning things. I'm constantly learning things like I'm not an expert by all, any means. I'm still learning things, but I just choose to share my journey of it with you guys. Redhead Stranger asked, do you have a favorite edible or cannabis brand that you like? Heck yeah. I love baby jeters. They are infused a lot like the little baby jeters joints. So sometimes it can be a lot because it's very strong. I, I've kind of been, there's a life, I think it's called life cannabis. I really like it's super like earthy. Um, there's, this one's pretty good. I get it off Hyperwolf too. So Hyperwolf has some good stuff. Camino gummies are really good. They're really hard to open for some reason, but they're really, really good. The watermelon Camino gummies. Uh, Smokies are really good, but uh, Smokies are kind of strong. So take like a little bit because they, if you take a whole one, you're gonna be there. Like you are going to be, I don't know where you're gonna be, but you're gonna be there. Um, it might be too much is what I'm saying. So yeah, there's like, there's a lot of good ones though. I'm willing to try other ones too. I just, you know, I have some that I get. I honestly don't smoke as much as people think I do. Like I, I smoke a lot, but like, I'm not high 24 seven, more like, like 14, seven, just kidding. <laughs> Bert A. Washier 126 said, how do you know if you have the gift? I think I do have it, but I don't know if it's me or my anxiety. That's a really good question. Cause it's really hard to differentiate my anxieties with my gifts sometimes like I'll have, you know, intrusive thoughts or weird visions of things, but sometimes I can't tell if it's a vision, like a psychic vision, or if it's just something that my anxiety is conjuring up, something that I'm just thinking of. But a lot of the times it'll be a vision and I'll be like, oh, it's just my anxiety. And then it happens and I'm like, shit, <laughs> you know, like, so that's kind of hard to differentiate the two. That's something that I'm trying to do. There was someone who posted a TikTok and they said, focus on the, you know, how you feel about it, I guess is what they said. Like if it makes you feel anxious or if it makes you feel certain ways, um, I guess you can differentiate feelings with int intuition. I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out too, but I guess there's a way. So let's figure it out together because I, I don't know. Sometimes my anxiety is just off the charts. It has been for a long time. And ever since I was little, I've just had anxiety. So anxiety is my middle name. It's actually Nicole. Dallas L said, what's your thoughts on parallel universes? Yeah, sometimes I think spirits could be a parallel universe, but then it's like they're another dimension. So is that a parallel universe? Is a parallel universe in another dimension? Or is it in this dimension? But it's just like we can't see it. It's just like parallel to us. I mean, I definitely believe in parallel universes. Like maybe there's another me somewhere else who has a green hat on doing this instead of yellow. I have a yellow hat on right now. Maybe I have a green hat. Maybe she has, you know, maybe she's saying that I have a yellow hat right now. Guys, maybe there is another intoxicated out there, but we just don't know it. I mean, there's another, there could be, like, I'm very open-minded. There's things that I think our brains as humans cannot comprehend and science is all human created. So it's all based off of what we're able to comprehend, but science doesn't explain everything. There are things science cannot explain because it's beyond our fucking comprehension. They're like science, science, but I'm like, but science is human created. And who says that science like shares 
intelligence. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm fucking saying, but you guys get the drill. Markier Wood, Mari. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry if I'm Mary Kerwood. Oh my god, wait, <laughs> Mary Kerwood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not high. Um, if you've ever lost a pet in your life, have you been able to see their spirit? Love you. Love you too. I'm sorry, butchered your name. Um, <laughs> but yes, I have lost a pet. I lost my dog, Bagel. She was our first family dog. She died when I was like 15, I think, 16, somewhere around there. It was really, really sad. And I found her, or my sister found her on the stairs, like with her tongue out, you know, like it was just sad. She was older. Um, she was only 11, but she did have a really bad heart. She had heart mur, what's it called? Heart murmurs? Is that what it's called? When she was a puppy. And then she had like an enlarged heart as she got older. Her heart was too big and it kind of made her cough a lot, but it's interesting because I think that she really connected with my mom rather than me. So at my mom's old house where she had died, um, the dog, my mom's, my mom as well, where the dog died, she, I like had an experience with her and it was very brief, but I knew she was there and like, I had a dream about her too, living in that house. I did have some dreams. I had multiple dreams about her, actually. I had multiple different dreams about her, like kind of visiting me. It was really interesting. And then now that I've moved away, I haven't seen her. I think she's really with my mom. Um, I didn't see her like when I went to my mom's new house, but maybe she's finding her way over there. I'm not sure, but... Uh, it does make me kind of sad, you know, I'm like, come, maybe she does come visit. She has come visited in a seance. There was a medium who explained, you know, she was like, there's this little dog here and she kind of has like this khaki color with white. And I was like, that sounds like bagel, you know, and like we heard barking come through and it was interesting. So I think that she did visit me during a seance, but, um, Maybe I'll reach out to her and see if she like comes by and says hi because she was a cute little puppy. Paul Burrow 333, those are good numbers. Can spirits wear our clothes even if they are from a different era? So think of it like this from what I've experienced. I think that this is just what I've experienced. I don't know everything. Like I probably don't know a lot of things, but I think spirits kind of are residual like types of energy that was already here. I don't know if they're able to change their clothes. I don't know if it's even necessary to like, it's kind of just the way they present themselves or it's the way that their energy like presents itself is what they were wearing, what that past energy was. I don't think they would be able to just whip up like a new Urban Outfitters outfit. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they could fucking do that. Maybe they can go to Louis Vuitton right now and get some bags and some Gucci glasses or something. And like Lola just walks in and she's like, hey, bitches, that's me, Lola, honey. I'm here. I'm here. And I'm queer. Well, I'm a little bit. I'm pansexual. I don't think Lola is, though, but she wouldn't say I'm here and she's queer. She's here and she's not queer. I don't know. I'm just getting in it, but <laughs> who liked my Lola impression? I really thought it was, it was good. I was kind of giving her that rich type vibe, richy girl, you know? Okay. I'm going to stop now, but yeah, if you think about it that way, I think that makes sense. So that's my best answer for that. Jenny Hernandez said, why are you always high? <laughs> Well, I am on this podcast because that's the point of the podcast is that I'm high. Like, that's my point. But actually, weed really helps my anxiety. It, help, it helps a lot of different things. I've already like repeated that. It just helps me with a lot of things. And it helps me like with my social anxiety. It helps me get out there. It's really benefited me in a lot of different ways. So that's why I love my weed. I'm not like stoned all day, every day. I don't just sit on the couch and like I do things, but I'm also like 
a lot of the times I am high doing things. So it's just a lifestyle choice, I guess. Sarah Michelle said, how do you get into the industry of ghosts? The industry of ghosts. I love that. Does it run in your family? You're so cute. Oh my God, the industry of ghosts. That needs to be merch right there. It sounds very classy. Yes, it runs in my family. It runs on my mom's side. Her dad, his side of the family, his mom, his brother, his grandma, they all had gifts like me. I don't know if they were as prominent as mine or if they were stronger than mine. I'm not really sure about that. I know that his grandma was able to read tea leaves and read people's, you know, futures like psychic. And then his mom, I know, did seances with his brother. So I think they both had some medium type gifts. I feel like his mom also had psychic. I don't know. I feel a lot with his mom for some reason, like, it's so interesting. I feel like a connection with her in some way, but I've never met her. I've never seen her, but I always see her husband, Lenny, who is my spare guide. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So I'm like, am I you reincarnated or something? Because I think they both died before I was born. Well before I was born, they both passed. I, I don't know. Someone was like, maybe you're her reincarnated and Lenny looks after you because he knows. But he does like grab my head and say, hey, baby doll. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know, maybe I'm my freaking great grandma re reincarnated. What if I'm her? Guys, that's a conspiracy right there. Mm-hmm, am I my, my great grandmother? Ola YG said, are you able to read people, like tune in with loved ones or read auras through phone calls or online? Uh, yes, I am. It sounds like someone wants a reading. <laughs> um, I haven't, like, there's so many of you. I wish I could give everyone a reading, but there I get hundreds of DMs every day of people wanting readings and stuff like that. I wish I could, but I just do it for friends or family. I did hold a seance and I did some readings there. Um, I've gone to some parties, you know, I'll, I'll bring my tarot deck to parties and stuff and like give people readings if they want them. I don't charge for them. It's not, that's not my main, like, I don't like charge for readings. I don't know. I just don't feel right doing that. I feel like I should just like share my gifts and help people and not charge them for it. That's just me though. I'm just, that's just how I am. But um, I am able to feel people through phone calls. It's energy if you think about it. like. I'll hear them on the phone. You're hearing their voice. You're getting energy through the phone. You can tell if someone's upset or you can tell if someone's anxious. You can tell a lot of things, but like I do get feelings too. You know, like I'll be on the phone with someone. I'll be like, uh, like, are you feeling this way? Are you feeling anxious? And they're just like, yes, I am. How'd you pick up on that? It is a lot on the phone. Um, also, even texting, sometimes I'll get little flashes of feelings and I don't know if it's mine or if it's theirs. A lot of the times it's someone else's because I'll vocalize it and I'll ask them and I'll be like, do you feel this way? Or did this happen today? And they'll be like, yeah, how'd you know? Or I'll text someone out of the blue and it's while they're bawling, like they're crying, they're in their 
you know, mental breakdown and I text them out of the blue and they're always like, how did you know? Like, how did you know to text me? So it is definitely something I, it's beyond my understanding, but I do feel energy through phones and videos and stuff like that. Um, Tin XXC asked, what does sleep paralysis mean in spirituality? Um, it can honestly, like, I know there's some science around sleep paralysis, but there's also like, why couldn't a spirit kind of take over you while you're in that state, while you're at your most vulnerable and it's easiest to, you know, take over your energy. I think that it's, I believe sleep paralysis a lot of the times is definitely paranormal related. I've had some scary sleep paralysis episodes that were paranormal. And I know that a lot of people have. So I definitely think that it's something that you just have to like cleanse or you have to listen to some high vibrations while you sleep, something just to kind of raise your energy up, if, especially if it happens a lot, because it, it'll just drain you. It's not good for you. It'll break up your sleep. You'll it's just not it's not good. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm like, don't have sleep paralysis don't do it guys um like you can fucking help it but <laughs> yeah just be cautious of your energy and where it's at and pay attention to what happens during it if your body feels a certain way or if you see certain things or if you remember it some people don't remember it so i don't know tarot reading time i am going to give you guys a tarot reading let's see if it resonates with you Ooh, this is just going to be for um, this month, you know, what to expect, like the month of November, I mean. Hmm, looks like there's going to be some new beginnings. The tables are definitely going to turn for you this month, it looks like. Huh. It looks like there was some sort of like financial um, stress this month or stress factor that this I, this feels like a past card. I feel like this was from maybe the month of October. You felt stressed. You had maybe some financial issues or some burdens. You know, there was a lot of things going on there. But you moved forward. You found the confidence. You found the strength. You figured it out. I feel like you figure things out no matter what. You just like your gut kind of guides you places. And this shows that there is like a higher power. You know, they're guiding you. And you're about to start a new chapter. It looks like you're gonna let go and clear out anything negative, anything bad. Maybe you're gonna have an emotional breakdown. Maybe you're gonna have a moment where you just have to release this toxicity or this negative emotion around you about things. Um, and it'll bring you a new perspective. So let it out, let yourself cry it out let yourself just release your emotions in a positive healthy way that's good for you um it's not gonna be you know it's not gonna be like the sun card came out upside down like it's not gonna be a great moment it's not gonna be a happy moment but it's a needed moment so just let it happen um you also got the judgment card so there is I think that your guides are just really looking out for you. I think there is a higher power really guiding you towards what you need to do. And just don't judge your situation. Don't judge what's going on too aggressively. Just let things happen. Let things roll. And don't take life too seriously. I've said this a lot, but this is something that I feel like it's really important for people to hear. Like, don't take life too seriously. Live your life. There's a difference between living and living. Live your life. Um, and once you gain that confidence and you get into this energy of like this new beginning type energy, you're going to attract a lot of abundance around you. You'll notice that things are coming easier. You might get a check in the mail. You might get some something, you know, like some financial gain this month. So that's amazing. And it looks like you're releasing the toxicity. Whatever you were holding on to is going to be released and it's going to be let go of. That's fucking amazing yes and you're gonna come into this emperor 
energy where you find your balance, you find your peace within yourself. You are finally finding your value and what you give and you're not allowing fuckers to fuck with your energy. And you're doing amazing. Keep doing you, okay? Just keep doing you. Heck yeah, that's an awesome reading. We love that. Yes, let me know if it resonates, guys. I wanna know. Oh. <laughs> There's like three ghosts in my loft right now. I've been looking at them, but I just haven't acknowledged them. I'm just so used to them now. There's a man that's been standing here. I saw Pauline and I think it was Lola was the other one. But I'm wondering who this gentleman is that's here. Hmm. Maybe he's with the painting that I got, which guys, I think I bought, I think I bought, I did buy a haunted painting. Um, so I was at the Melrose Trading Post with Mackenzie and Jesse, and we were walking I wasn't like planning on buying anything. Mackenzie wanted a vintage shirt, you know, something cool. And I was just walking around seeing if I liked anything. And all of a sudden, like I felt some energy pulling me towards my right. And I was like, there's something over there that is calling me. So I walk over and I see this painting. And immediately I just felt, I felt spirits with it. I felt called to it for some reason, don't know why. Um, and it was a familiar painting because it was the, I think it's called the Letters Girl or something like that, but it's a popular painting from like the 1800s and it's this little girl with an envelope, you know, uh, it looks like a love letter. So yeah, love letters. Um, but this painting's also in a super haunted hotel in Texas as well that I actually did a story about a long time ago, but I think they had a replica of that painting. I don't think it was the, the same exact painting, but I, I don't know. It was just interesting that it happened to be this painting that I had talked about. So I walked up to it and the frame was like super old looking. I just, I, I don't know, I, I, wanted, I wanted to buy it. So I asked the guy how much it was and he was very hesitant on selling it to me. It was just so interesting. Mackenzie also felt something with the painting too because before we walked over there, I told her, I was like, I feel something with a painting over there. And she instantly goes, it's the one with the little girl. And I was like, yeah, and there were a lot of old paintings around it, you know, and she just knew which one it was. So that was kind of cool. Um, but he was hesitant on selling it to me. I don't know if he knew it's worth or I don't know. He was just like, he got it at an antique shop and stuff like that. So no clue where this man got it from. And so we negotiated, you know, eventually we came to an agreement and I paid him. I did, I gave him a good amount, you know, and I took it home and the spirits were super quiet with me for a while, but it took them a little bit to like start showing themselves to me. And we will get into that in the next episode of Intoxicated. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Guys, <laughs> Lola fainted. Lola fell over. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was so dramatic, Lola. Like so dramatic she's just like fainted she thinks it's funny <laughs> make sure you guys are subscribing on youtube if you are watching this on youtube or if you have youtube like go go subscribe and do that stuff uh also make sure you guys give this podcast five stars on please give this i feel like i'm begging i feel like i'm begging for you guys to give me five stars, but please give this podcast five stars wherever you can. If you can, I would appreciate it. And before I just talk myself into a hole, I will catch you in the next episode. Stay woke, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. (laughs) I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.